may be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. That's the greatest tool song of all time. 46 and 2. I'm gay. I don't know if it's the greatest tool song of all time. Oh, I think it might be. Yeah, actually. Catfight. You might be wrong on that. I think you might be wrong. I said, well, take it easy. I didn't know we were saying favorite tool songs. I think I need some liquid painkiller since I'm playing injured today. All right. Well, before we get into the normal drinking, we're going to start with. So this is the abnormal drinking? Yeah, this is the abnormal drinking. A friend of mine's friend of mine's friend of mine somewhere north of us has created three batches of moonshine he asked for our feedback so oh. i'm gonna pass the jar now no feedback until you've tasted them all and i want to rank them like i liked the this shape whatever that is whether it's a jesus fish and r or half of an infinity symbol. i like to say it's a ribbon of hope yeah so don't forget <laughs> underneath so, the ribbon of hope <laughs> so, by the time we get through all three okay then i want you to just each person tell me I like them in this order. Now, is this a sipper? Are we going to like this? Uh, you do it the way you want to do it. Okay. Man. All right. Well, don't tell us, Jason. He'll drink the whole if thing. You it, <laughs> if you spill it on yourself, it might burn. Make Just it bubble. I think it's badass that in this age of COVID-19, we're all sipping from the same jar. Oh, yeah. But the there there the ain't no COVID living in that shit now. <laughs> no COVID living in that. We run it's with the scissors. lead you got to worry about. Yeah, we, we oh, run. We were oh, <laughs> slow down, Caleb. Caleb's drunk. <laughs> Hitting the glass on the, the microphone. Out of a jelly jar. Is there another way? My headphones keep on cutting out. That's really annoying. So my question, wow. my question is: Is like, um, are these little jelly jars kind of like the hillbilly version <laughs> of airplane bottles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you just drop one in your purse. Gotcha. <laughs> That's my damn jelly jar. Oh, that is a good one. Take them sons of bitches. And Rib- Ribbon of Hope is, is nice. Yeah, I'm concerned because my headphones keep on cutting out now. I do too. All right. Oh. Ribbon of Hope is one. What is number two called? What's the B? B or thirteen mashed together? Can't tell. Oh. Okay. So this so B is number two, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I keep on talking about my headphones cutting out. Caleb, if you met I us can't before. hear anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still going with Ribbon of Hope. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ooh, what's the third one called? Slash. Kerosene. <laughs> it's just a one line. <laughs> it's got a line. It's like, it's like Slash from Guns N' Roses or something. I think something. he was trying to make the don't drink this symbol and just did the slash through the circle, but didn't do the circle part. Oh. Cool. Because I'm not sure how drunk he was when he put these together. Okay, so this is the last one. Everybody's right, headphones so, still working okay? So, Sid, you've had all three. What? How would you order them? Mm. Um, What's your favorite? I love how he pulls out a chart. He's like, <laughs> I was going to pull my spreadsheet out for this. I think I like the second one best. Okay. And then... The first one, second, okay. and then the last one. I'm still feeling a burn in the chest. Yeah. All right, Caleb. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the last one, number one. Seriously. And then 
<laughs> Why'd you give me that face? <laughs> what in the world? The last one. Okay. Yeah, I thought, okay. I, last one, number one for me, and okay. then the first one, number two, and then the second one, number three. I gave you that face because obviously that's the least alcohol content, that third one. Rob. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm really going to disappoint you then. I'm three, two, one. Really? That first one had too much flavor. It t- oh. tasted too girly. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Okay. Well, so we got two people on three. How do you feel about that, Jason? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, okay. Um, the the first one I call the metrosexual moonshine. Well, shit, I guess that's, that's for, me. Because for guys I would, that pluck their eyebrows. The, the ribbon of hope. Hey, you know I match, though. I mean, I'm always matching. So. The ribbon of hope, definitely number one for me, was one. I would um, call it the, the ribbon of gayness. <laughs> the ribbon of gayness. <laughs> number three was two. So Slash was two, and then the B, I'm not sure what even that was. I don't know. I, I, I was not a fan of that. You and I are right. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. So basically what we just found out is Houston and Jason are a perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it this entire time. That's pretty cute. You and I knew that. Perfect match is a strong, strong, strong word. Jason uh, said I've never had a perfect match <laughs> Perfect is relative. I wouldn't say that, Caleb. I wouldn't say that. Not, uh, so in this room, you and I are a perfect yeah. match. If this is the only choice. What I, what I saw out of that was it's left side of the room versus right side of the room. So obviously. We could start. We could start. Definitely our, right in the middle. Online, our own online dating site that matches people by their choices of liquor. Hey. I think hey. most bars do that. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah. You go home with. Well, we could yeah. be a virtual <laughs> version of the that. The next day you realize she looks like a pterodactyl. But well, you know, if you don't I mean, want to go to a bar because you're scared of the COVID. scary flu. You could do even like a grinder version of it. It's just mimosas. Oh, there you go. You know? See, I'm thinking like a whole deal. We, like, we get into the box thing. We ship each one of you a box of liqueur. You sit and talk about which one you know, it matches. Like, so it's a conversation starter? Like you yeah. sip liquor on skype and yeah yeah share, and talk about it yeah share which one's your favorite yeah. and then you send the results and in, back into us and we pick your exact perfect mate yeah i like it somebody out there right now stealing this idea <laughs> one of our three loyal listeners <laughs> i don't think any of them have enough money to do that biv well um what episode is this Seven. Eighty-two. Is it really seven seven yeah lucky, lucky seven. number seven oh, let me now get. we are starting with our palate cleansing Palate cleansing beverage. This, this is turning. Rob for me. This has turned very metrosexual. So this is extremely close to limoncello. Just mm. a clear version of limoncello, I no. believe. No, no, no. This is ouzo, ouzo, Greek. I don't like that. It smells like a Christmas tree. And it's full of oh. anus. <laughs> wow, it's very it's uh, full of like anus licorice. licorice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't uh, like black licorice. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I'm not even going to attempt to, because I hate black licorice so I would, much. I will uh, literally hit somebody if I drink this. Just try. You just got to sip it. It's it's not as bad as you think it is. It's pretty bad, but wow. Uh, okay, okay. So why would you drink this? What What's the occasion to drink? Um, oddly enough, this is a after you work all day really? in Greece. Okay. You go to the local and you sit there and drink this. Ugh. Why well, does it taste like there's like Italian spices in it? Mm. Tastes actually, like somebody melted they, down liquor. They actually did like some punch me in the into face this. with it. Yeah, that's where the is, flavor comes from. This is like uh, they fished all day. They drag them in. They dip them into a barrel of this, and that's where the flavor. This is comes not from. cleansing my palate. This is ruining my yeah. palate. Mm. This is literally like 
if you could imagine going <laughs> to like a Carabas and they bring you out like the the oil and the herbs that you dip your bread in, it's like somebody let alcohol soak in that for a while and they yeah. strained it back out. I would love to have some breads and oil right now <laughs> to cleanse my palate yeah, of that horse is, shit. This is your good. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to yours a little bit, Caleb. It's you went to Carabas at Christmas. And after they cook, and you right. cooked all week, and the grease is on the Christmas tree, and you lick the Christmas tree. That's uh, what they yeah. say. You're right. <laughs> when Jason can't drink it, <laughs> Jason's face is so funny right now. <laughs> That's oh. how you know, folks. That's how you know. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't sell a lot of that at the liquor store. I'm, <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> at, any, <laughs> at any given time, there's only two bottles. <laughs> they never oh sell out of that. Oh my God! Somebody bought one. No way. <laughs> Well, they, welcome they to, to welcome to episode seven of the Navigating Dystopia podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, our sponsors is brought by Christmas tree. I, it is fall of the year. I guess we're getting in the Christmas spirit. Well, maybe. Houston brought some fine crap. No, some fine uh, moonshines that, and then ruined it with this <laughs> Uzo horse shit. <sighs> I have a reputation to maintain. Thank, I'm glad that I am. Listen, thank God, our loyal fan and official sponsor, sponsor. Matt Strickland <laughs> bailed us out by bringing some good old-fashioned American Jim can beam Matt, okay Matt, thanks Matt I'm, Matt I'm on your side because what I've done is I've made it where you're always gonna be a success now <laughs> <laughs> Matt brought a honey Jim beam and maple Jim beam mm. and I'm really excited to try that I'm looking for the Briar's ice cream now yeah we need ice cream with the maple Jim beam for man sure. that's such a good idea we're idiots great? dang it dang it such an idiot I told you Moron clothing line. We need to come out with moron clothing line. I think yeah. I think you gave me like a Jason shot here. I don't really like that with that Orzo or Uzo, whatever it's called. No. <laughs> yeah, where's the discard bucket? Don't we? <laughs> How do we throw that whole drink away? So that no human being has to consume that again. <laughs> oh man. Fine, I'll drink it in the hot tub. <laughs> don't. I don't wish that on anybody. It's a horrible oh hot tub god. experience. Oh god. <laughs> Let me pour that into the discard. I'm so disappointed in you guys. Get this bottle of water, clean this. We need to get a big jar as the discard jar and just keep collecting over the year. (laughs) And then we sell that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a raffle. We'd all be hammered on that. Episode seven. Uh, Who are we again? Uh, We are that Navigating Dystopia podcast. Official sponsor uh, of episode number seven is Matt Strickland, who has provided with uh, two bottles of Jim Beam and definitely took the tip and didn't bring the little mini airplane bottles like he did last time and brought what are those? Those are fifths. Those are fifths. Yeah, two fifths of Jim Beam, maple and honey. So seven hundred fifty milliliter. Yeah, we will uh, we'll dial that up next as we get through into the meat of the podcast. So and joining us again today is a special guest, Sid Vicious, and she'll be with us today. And uh, uh, she belongs or Houston belongs to her. And uh, I should get that right. So. And you know, joining me as usual are all of our co-hosts, Jason Marlowe, Houston Harris, and Caleb Stutes. So, episode seven. Uh, how was everybody's week? Or not, not too. Yeah, go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb's run with it. Okay, horrible. <laughs> I had the worst week. <laughs> it was the worst. Just was it doing. the men conference? No, no. <laughs> no, I'd rather be back in a men's conference. Caleb's been around too many damn men. <laughs> That's been, honestly, you know what? Toxic men it, and women that walk like men. I've been around both of those this whole week. So I've been in the in the warehouse all week long, and they've been, you know, 
trying to set it. it's a it's a new warehouse so you're having to build racks for inventory and all that fun stuff but man i haven't even i haven't even got to be in the gym with you guys all week long because i've been working my butt off so we had a fine, i'm glad that i could finally be back with you guys today it brings a tear we had to a my fine eye. chest workout today it was agonizingly painful for me but uh, it was a good workout with our new bench Ooh, the nice bench the nice new bench it is fancy. We should get uh, Titan to sponsor us too. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool if we get like new equipment? Titan, we're buying your stuff. Sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I think they would frown upon what we're doing here. <laughs> Titan said, "Oh, Please we can't stop. support." Um, no, I'm going to have to give a hard no on that one. <laughs> Just stop saying our name altogether, would you? <laughs> Please don't ever mention us again. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. <laughs> they they meant rogue. They meant rogue. They didn't say Titan. <laughs> so yeah, my, my, I had a, a, an odd experience this week. It's been. A week of extremes. So we had a death in the family, and that's been always, you know, a pleasure to deal with and all the memories that brings up. Uh, but on the way back from the funeral, we were on a, a back road, and I'm about to get on I-40, and there's a car in front of me. So we're stopping at a light. I'm right behind them. And I'm looking at the back window. On the right-hand lower corner, there's a sticker that says, Fuck Biden. No. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, you well, got me. Okay, okay. I'm, in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. guessing there's more to this. Then on the right side, there's a tag that says, fuck Trump. I'm like, okay, well, you lost me a little bit. You've booked it. Now, what's in the middle? Because mm-hmm. those are just holding you together. And Jorgensenberger, Jorgen, yeah. whatever. Justin he Jorgenberger. Was in the, yeah, yeah, he was in the middle. <laughs> so I guess that's who they're The Hamburglar is. Uh... So I, I got that concept. <laughs> but then above Biden's sticker was a... National Rifle Association sticker. <laughs> oh, okay. And then above that was a pentagram symbol with a devil or the the goat mm-hmm. devil symbology in that. I'm like, okay, well, Satan worshiper, I guess. Oh, a little Baphomet going on. <laughs> yeah. And then their tag was the word morning asterisk morning star, which is another name for Satan. That damn bells above. And I'm going, okay, well, I've got an anarchist Satanist in front of me. Cool. Let's. I, you do you, dude. That's fine. So run, to, run with that. Yeah, we're about. Yeah, so we're we're about to get on forty. We're crossing the bridge, and he turns on his left turn signal. I'm like, now hold up. There's a contradiction here. You're an anarchist, Satanist, and you're using your turn signal. That seems counterintuitive to prob- your life decision. Probably going five under the speed limit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah totally, totally. And he's driving a Prius. Uh-uh. Of course, he a does. Prius. A Prius. Okay. And so yeah. we get on forty. He takes off. Because at this point, I got to see this guy. I just I want to see what is driving this car. He's ten and two. Did you just assume 20, this person's gender? I don't think you twenty. Can do no, that. I, well, I, I did get to see him, so I'm I'm oh, okay. telling myself out. I pull up beside him. I just do the look out the passenger window. Like, there's got to be a mess over here. Look like average guy, just twenty five year old, just a little dude, confused, just yeah. very confused. Yeah. Did it's he have a so coexist odd. sticker on his car? I was wanting to find that so bad I couldn't. Maybe is that on one. the front? Maybe so I'm going to track him down. He's got to live in the, yeah. the just Granite a Falls huge Bain decal area. across his front. I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and buy one and put it on his car for him because he needs one. Yeah. So well, I told you the story when I was in a death metal band. Um, when I we played at a show, we played a show in Virginia, and we played at a record store. And this guy was notorious for bringing really cool metal acts into his record store and playing this huge warehouse in the back of it. And somebody's going to probably call bullshit on this, but I swear to God, it's the truth. He was an albino, communist, Satanist, homosexual. <laughs> swear to God. And, and all these were verified. Imagine like, wow. like, like snow white complexion, the pink eyes, 
white hair. Not that was pink really, eye. His eyes were actually pink. His eyes yeah. were actually pink. White hair looked like Johnny Winter. Remember that guy? But mm. even more pale. And, you know, he had the, the sickle, you know, communist necklace that also accompanied an upside down cross. And he was like out beyond the breakers gay. Okay. And, wow. And, uh, but apparently he had good taste in metal. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we played the show, but there was one point where he was showing us through his record store and there was this little in between room, like a hallway that was like connected the record store to like the bathroom and then back to the warehouse. And in that room was, you know, like backstock and overstock and there's a little microwave and a little food place, this tiny little narrow room, but it was this like this workbench and it was just stacks and stacks and stacks of gay porn magazines everywhere. And he very politely asked if I'd like to peruse some of the pornography with him. Well, I obviously declined and uh, thanked him for the offer and then got the hell out of there as fast <laughs> as I possibly could. It was an excellent show, though. It was one but of now the best, the, best turnouts. My takeaway and the moral of the story, I think, is that you can find common ground with anybody. You, two you could really bond, can. You could bond you really over can. porn. Oh, no, I, was, I was about to say <laughs> gay it, porn. You didn't, did you bond over the porn or was it over the, the metal? Uh, well, uh, or both? we bonded over the, the metal porn. The, <laughs> <laughs> we bonded over our similar taste in music. Um, I couldn't connect with him on the porn. Mm. That wasn't really my did thing. Did you try hard enough? No, I, mean, I really didn't really try at all. <laughs> um, I, I didn't dive head first. You may have judged too quickly, Rob. I'm just very much could have. That's pretty close. You know, proof that there is somebody, something for everybody. Like this podcast for Matt Strickland. Who knew that there was any one human being out there? Anyone else that would give us the love and support that any one human being would to something like this some complete unraveling shit show is this podcast but it's for you matt it's all for you but we love matt strickland and matt loves us so it's a match made in heaven you know he sponsors us with booze and apparently you know for whatever reason he enjoys listening to this two hours of so to him a fun. shit show is entertainment apparently yeah, yeah. i like it. i think matt's just got it so damn good he needs to be pulled down. Yeah. So is that the German term Freudenschau, where you need to Schadenfreude. see the Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to see the... Yeah. the Schadenfreude, leave it to the Germans to have yeah. a, a term that yeah. means to have uh, in pleasure in the misfortune of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Schadenfreude. And I think there's some version of Matt's that going on with Matt. Yeah, He's he, an yeah, ultimate voyeur. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so... Um, well, that's an interesting story. Yeah. And it coupled with my story and it led back to Matt. So I can't stop thinking about some dude in a Prius with like a pocket protector driving his mm. car. He's got like yeah. Satan symbols on the back Probably of his Prius. Probably listening to Slayer. And <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <clears throat> it could have been his mom's car. Could have been. Could have been. I mean, you know, don't judge too quickly. It doesn't mean you own the car. Yeah. Walk well, through that, this. That, yeah, that brings his mom could be thing. like some so kind now, of psychic or something. So now he's, he's driving 10 and 2 because he's trying to look proper and like this is not my car don't judge me i'm trying to look how look how proper i am i'm a you know yeah. I'm a good i'm a good dude look obviously good. this isn't my vehicle yeah it's not mine not mine <laughs> so he's triggered really the whole way taking his mom to her <laughs> her doctor's appointment yeah it could have been his freaky girlfriend's car yeah. maybe she's there like was somebody else smoking freaking seat. hot and he's letting all that slide because well, she's smoking hot the prettier the crazy you've said yeah that's true so, that's, or hotter maybe not prettier but hotter there's a there's a direct correlation between that yeah it could be could be goth girls are pretty hot until you see the pentagram stuff then it's kind of scary but Hmm. Yeah, 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 you lost me there. <laughs> if, if, maybe, maybe that's just you. <laughs> it's, it's just me. Yeah. Know a little bit about Caleb now. <laughs> Whoops. You guys, I like Jesus and black eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could say I like Jesus and anything else. That it's like, going to be funny. It's going to be hilarious. You know, <laughs> Caleb and Suicide Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys watch any sports? Any, football's back. Did you know that? 
what's football again? Is yeah. that where they have a stick and a little puck? Is that football? I don't know. I don't think so. There's a goal. Yeah. Is there halftime? Well, what's funny to me, I won't watch the NFL for obvious apparent reasons. That's just a bunch of horse shit. And I won't go into all the reasons why that would take the whole podcast. But I did watch college football because I love college football. And I'm a big Florida State Seminoles fan, even though they suck so bad now. And even though that's unlike them, but they're just so freaking terrible. But I sat through it anyway. But the hilarious thing about college football thank god they didn't do the whole take a knee bullshit and there wasn't some two-hour ceremony you know and all this political virtue signaling garbage before the game they just went out there and they played football which was great so i didn't have to turn that shit off but what was hilarious was is none of the players obviously are wearing masks but all the referees are wearing masks the coaches are all wearing masks. The two announcers in the booth have now been separated and they're on separate cameras. One's over in this room, one's over in this room, you know? Okay, and I'm just laughing my ass off at how ridiculous it is. And, you know, these guys on the sidelines, they're football coaches. Good old boy, you know, just football coaches. They don't give a shit about this stupid pandemic. All they want to do is win football games. So it didn't take, we were probably three plays in to the, to the first quarter. And every damn coach on the sideline was ripping their damn masks off, screaming at the players, like in frustration, like get this stupid thing off me. And then when the referees came out to call a penalty, they got their stupid mask on and they come out, pull it down, call the penalty, you know, holding number 63 offense, you know, and then put the mask back up. <laughs> By the second half, not a single referee was wearing the mask anymore at any point. I mean, if you look through the crowd, maybe a third, no, maybe a quarter of the fans we're wearing a mask, maybe, maybe not even that much. Everybody else had them off. And this was this game was played in Florida where, you know, they actually have a cool governor. So they allowed 20,000 fans to come to an 80,000 you know, capacity stadium, which is ridiculous. Whereas here in North Carolina, no fans were allowed at any of the North Carolina games, which was ridiculous. So family members can't even go to the stands and watch their children play, you know, football or watch their kids cheerlead or be in the band or be part of that whole. It's just such a bunch of... When you're watching that happen, your immediate thought is, this is such obvious horseshit. And they know they just have to play this stupid game because they've been told to. They got to keep pushing this stupid lie. And, and it, it was just, I was just laughing to myself. Me and my wife were both was like, this is so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. And then the NFL, I mean. I did watch some NFL games. They've got a new slogan, by the way. It takes us all. Oh, that's so sweet. It is. So I guess they're never going to get there because we're not going to jump on board. So, hmm. Yeah, I guess it's not, all of us aren't going to be there. <laughs> that's you a know, new slogan, though. You it know, takes... so one thing I did, which was just so drive you crazy. Um, I actually posted a, a picture on one of the social media outlets. It was a picture of two Miami Dolphins. And you're looking at the field and they've got the giant American flag out on the field. And I think they're doing like a 9-11 kind of a tribute thing, you know, to the all the, everybody that died. And and then uh, there's this like Navy cadet guy on the field holding the flag. So the, the picture is very poignant because it's the two dolphins kneeling and it's the Navy guy standing, you know, and like saluting. And I posted that, you know, to show how you know, in my opinion, stupid and pathetic that is. Why can everybody just stand in unity instead of the solidarity that's being pushed on all these poor people? And somebody, I'm not going to mention their name, actually a friend of mine, posted on that picture and said, they're just hoping for a better tomorrow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Let me get this straight. So these millionaire football players are wanting a better tomorrow. 
Yeah. They're going to wake up tomorrow and after this, just cash their million dollar check for playing a football game in their multi million dollar mansions after they get out of their hundred thousand dollar sports car. And they're going to walk in and greet their model wife or girlfriend. And then when they go to any restaurant or any bar, you know they're comped on everything because they're a star. And everywhere they go, everybody wants their autograph. And everywhere they go, everybody is just praising them and worshiping them. And kids adore them and buy their freaking swag. And they get endorsement contracts. They're worth multiple millions of dollars. How much fucking better is tomorrow going to get for these guys? It's way better than my tomorrow. I'm not waking up tomorrow with all of that shit. They're just searching for a better tomorrow. Are you freaking kidding me? They're oppressed. How many of these oppressed <laughs> NFL players are spending time in inner in the inner cities of Chicago working with you know uh, black on black violence, which is the real you know killer of you know young black men in in this country, or are they working with you know fatherless youth or you know homeless people or you don't see that shit, but they'll damn sure take a knee for this social injustice because allegedly the biggest problem with the black community is cops killing unarmed black people. That doesn't even show up on a pie chart and the number is so small. But they're just hoping for a better tomorrow, guys, in case you didn't know that. I have to tell you about this um, endorsement for Biden that I heard on the radio yesterday. And it made me seriously about vomit. It was a an African-American gentleman talking about um, Trump and Trump is literally killing us. He is killing the black community because he did, he could not stop COVID. I mean, it is just so <laughs> COVID is specifically after the blacks, <laughs> like Superman. Seriously, stop COVID. Yeah, like he was. I was just like, are you freaking kidding? Is anybody me? Like, buying that though? Yes. Yeah, I've got some. I, I run into people all day that will just regurgitate that over and over again. Oh like it's their mantra. And it's just like Biden's open your damn eyes. There's I mean, like been five cannot. more gaffes of Biden on news that he's just talking nonsense. Yeah. And we, we were talking about it, you know, getting getting off the plane and waving to the open field. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? God, My I question was, did did he actually see people out there? Is he like hallucinating now? I'm or? hoping beyond hope that it's purely just the usual marketing thing of walk off the plane we're gonna take some you know shots because it's an opportunity for a photo shoot and pretend you're waving do the finger point at somebody you know that kind of thing but what they don't realize is the camera was off to his left <laughs> at the at the fuselage of the plane shooting at the angle whether it was intentional i don't know but the dude was there and it's like you're just making an ass of yourself at this point did you know somebody organized a car parade for biden yeah, they had a car parade. You know, you've seen the boat parades for Trump where there's like 800,000 freaking boats. Right. Like a sea of boats out there. And then they've actually had, there's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of car parades throughout the country, uh, Trump things. There's even one here locally where it was like went from, it spanned over three towns where here locally where we live. And they even had to have several law enforcement agencies kind of run interference for them to make sure that they were unobstructed and they had the flags and everything. But so Biden has a car parade and they they have footage of it. I'm telling you, there was like like four cars. It's like four cars there. It was it was absolute comedy. I have seen more cars at a drive-through at Chick Fil A on Sunday. Hit me with my position. <laughs> than what was at this freaking Biden car rally? I mean, it, it's just. But you know that the media is going to spin it like there was thousands there. So it's just this absolute. 
all the things that are out there. I mean, NFL numbers are tanking. NBA numbers are tanking. You know, you got thousands and thousands and thousands of parades and boat rallies. And, you know, <laughs> Tucker Carlson's ratings are the he just like surpassed ratings of the 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 most watched cable news talk show of all time, surpassing everybody else. But Trump's losing. Really? Yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank Matt Strickland for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jason just had to crack open. There was too much talking going on for Jason. He had to crack open a bottle. You're talking. I'm drinking. This is, this is this Did you is guys nice. see? Oh, this the, is good. Did you guys? Uh, Houston sorry. Got really oh, sorry. Big. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Preg- I got concerned no. for Houston's Preg- life for a second. His eyes nope. got so No, no, good. no, no. You got to enjoy it. Pregnant pause. This is good. I think Sid's got a little competition here with some uh, Jim Beam maple. That <laughs> might, this might be the best flavored whiskey I've ever yeah. had. Doesn't take much. <laughs> oh. Wow! Did you guys see? The... I do have one fan. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Caleb. Yeah. I do have one fan. Oh, well, give me a shout out. Do you know his name? Oh. Oh. I love you. I, I even know his do you, name. Do you want me to tell you his name? Yes. <laughs> Bradley Jason. Bradley, yes. She, she loves Jason. you, but it's just like our first date. I don't remember your name, <laughs> but I love you. No, no, no. I, my brain is so inundated with new information lately. You've had a hard week. I've, Bradley I've had Jason a has week. been a great supporter of the podcast. I mean, he he's listens awesome. to every episode. Well, he's always he, in, he's he active run, in the group. He runs the Facebook group. I still, <laughs> You're right. I mean, like, when are we just giving him control? <laughs> Bradley Jason, you can have control of the Facebook group. I hope he's an admin now. <laughs> well, I keep forgetting to make him the admin. But did you guys see where Biden did that, like, I don't know if it was like commercial video thing with him and his Corvette? Mm-hmm. And, and he's sitting in it, and I'm telling you, I crack up every time I watch it because he he's sitting in this old, I don't know if it's like a '69 or whatever Stingray, and he's he's sitting in the Corvette, it's all yellow, and he's like rubbing the steering wheel all sensually. Of course stuff, he is. And yeah. The camera comes up, and he says, "You know what I absolutely love about this car? Just the steering the, wheel covers yeah, me foreskin of little boys." He was like, "Just the setup." The way the steering wheel feels oh, and the, the shifter. And I'm like, man, that's your favorite part about the whole... He said, yeah. It's, it's like a non-car guy trying to tell you about their car, like what their favorite things are. He's over there like, I really like the steering wheel like, on this boys. thing. And that's what made me really enjoy this $150,000 like car. Drives. He's, yeah. he's, he's Cargo never been, fast. He's so, never been in that car in his life. So then he's like, he's talking about his daddy. He goes, man, could my dad drive a car? And I'm like, it's just the most uncomfortable but video only in the driveway I've on ever Saturdays. seen. My dad could drive a car. Vote for me. Yeah. And so if you want to watch something that's pretty comedic, go home and watch the Joe Biden in his Corvette. I'm sure if you just type that up, you'll I'm find a good the driver. Video. I only drive on weekends in the driveway. I'm I a just good love how this I'm an excellent, setup. Course, of course, I'm an excellent driver. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was a great driver. I'll be a great driver. <laughs> so it was also uh, since we were out last week and I was out of town. Uh, it was the 9/11 anniversary. Mm. It was. Yes, it was. It was so. And and I, judging by the elaborate spreadsheet that Jason has on his laptop that he's whipping out. Thank um, God they're I'm making thinking, fun of you for being organized. I'm thinking maybe, maybe he has something me. to say on the topic. Well, um, I mean, I think, I think the way we need to set this up is it get, you know, maybe it gets lost in all the, you know, there's a lot of awakened people in 2020 and uh, you can comment on the, on the booze. Yeah. It live. tastes like pancakes. It's fucking great. Isn't it? I'm loving this. Man. I want to put world. it on a pancake and rub it on my body. <laughs> man, I, I, slap I, I me looked at Houston. I'm like, I'm sorry for making a comment. This is good. Like, just so, soak a pancake with it and slap me. Yeah. 
Hey, can we go to Waffle House right now and take this? It says on the bottle, enjoy chilled. We didn't think that oh. through. Oh. Yeah. That's Try for next this time. Greek bullshit. Yeah, will you throw, <laughs> <laughs> throw that ouzo, pour that down the freaking sink? I mean, it, oh my it is God. drain cleaner. Oh, you can clean your boat horrible. with horrible. So anyway, just let's, you know, officially, I mean... Are, is everybody in the room in agreement? I mean, you don't have to be. Are we all in agreement that 9-11 was an inside job? Okay, so I, I've got a little speech about that, right? So I'm going to use Caleb's deal. So there's minor doctrine and there's major doctrine. So With every, 9-11? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so the thing, okay, we're, we're not debating the towers fail. Mm-hmm. We're not debating that. COVID's real. Some planes <laughs> probably did crash into them. Something Maybe hit so, maybe not. Don't get caught up on the minor stuff. It was exactly how it happened because... Mm-hmm. The thing is, the overall major doctrine is it was done by our country to keep us in the dark and to, or basically to pull us together. And they killed all these people knowingly because they, number one, it was the greatest gold heist ever. They stole all the gold from that was stored under the towers. Um, it was basically, like I say, it was the first real false flag. That's the the major thing unless you're on in like og and talk about the titanic well i'm yeah but i mean they didn't you know they didn't have the internet when the titanic went down that they didn't, they didn't. <laughs> you told me there was no myspace then i don't think <laughs> i thought it was first reported on myspace yeah, they were <laughs> that the titanic you, you went can't down. fool me aol had a big feature story on that when i'm having to happen. cross out three of my top tens they died <laughs> on the top of the titanic so uh, like okay so before 9-11 actually happened so like number one was it the day or two before i believe rumsfeld says look, day before day before 2.3 trillion dollars is missing from the military defense budget mm-hmm. we can't account for it we're not sure where it's at okay then like back that up two or three weeks um shorts or puts gets put on the um the american Airlines stock united stock and boeing stock which basically is like you're betting it's going to the stock's going to collapse say three weeks out um and then like september the 10th twenty-seven thousand and some odd change shorts were put on boeing which is 11 times the number that had ever been put on it so you tell me that somebody didn't know some stuff was going down i mean they made tons of money off that crap so i mean there's all these things that add up to say you know what about the leaseholder on the twin yes. towers yeah yeah um Early, he bought, let's see, was it two, was January 2001, uh, the guy who bought it put a, or leaseholder, had an insurance policy um, for $3.5 trillion for the entire World Trade Center complex that said before they had never insured a terrorist act. It was insured in January, and the planes hit in September. There's just And didn't, didn't he make sure that his children were... Uh, his some a couple of his children work there, mm-hmm. and th- like two or three of them, and little things happen that held them up that morning. That and also um, several high-ranking officials received phone calls saying not to fly that day. Um, and also, the, I think the governor of California got a um, random email that said, "Do not travel these two days." Wouldn't say who it's from. It's from anonymous. So it was all set up. I mean, you know, from the get go. Um, you know, not to mention the what is it? The uh, Cheney, Rumsfeld, Jeb Bush came out in 2010 and said, or uh, 2000. It was a let's see. So it would have been 2000. It would have been October of 2000, 
and said that um, they the New American Century that the um, they wanted to re um, adjust the budget for the defense and that their report said the only way that we could have that would be if if we could get the American people on board with a new Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And that was in October of 2010. So that's just to say that's the that's kind of the background of all the things that pointed to, you know, it was all set up by the Bush administration. And then there's the incident itself, which is the, the biggest glaring holes to me is, you know, first of all, you know, the Pentagon, you know, they've shown map after map after map after model after model for that plane to hit the way the yeah. crash opening was it would have had to been flying mm. at just just feet off the ground right uh in order to hit and also there was no wreckage of the plane there at all and you've seen plane wreckages before you can look up plane crash wreckages online there's seats there's luggage there's pieces there's entire engines that will be intact when a plane crashes Oh, and the indestructible, that's the term they use, the indestructible black boxes were never found, never recovered. Well, that's not true. It depends on who you talk to. Um, They were saying that they were found. They found three of the four, but there was nothing interesting on any of them. Of course not. Um, And they did did find United 93, but the last four minutes of the plane recording was unrecoverable. Of course it was. Everything up to that. But to go back to the Pentagon, yeah. Okay, so the- But a backpack was found and a terrorist passport <laughs> was fully intact. Yeah. So after a plane crash that, you know, completely disintegrated an entire jetliner to, 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 yeah. to dust. Plastic. Yeah. That had no physical evidence whatsoever. So here's the thing I found interesting about the Pentagon. Okay, so the guy who supposedly flew the plane into the Pentagon, his name was Hani Hanyor. He had went to um, the flight school to get certified on a Cessna, he could not, they would not certify him to fly alone because it said his piloting skills were not good enough. But he was the one that flew this 767 into the Pentagon. He made, according to the statements, a 330 degree turn at 530 miles an hour, dropping almost 7,000 feet in two minutes <laughs> to make this turn. Okay? Into the Pentagon, directly didn't hit the ground, hit the building, straight into the building, didn't even touch the ground, but he couldn't fly a little Cessna enough to pass his pilot's license. Luckiest pilot ever. Yeah. (laughs) Mad skills. That must have been a crazy-ass drop. And he knew how to do it to where every centimeter of that plane would be completely turned into total dust. Right. No evidence whatsoever. Well, that's what they said. Okay, so the, the, the photographs they have of the outside wall before it collapsed there was a 16-foot diameter hole. There was no engines, nowhere where the wings went in, one hole. Mm-hmm. But it went through three different rings of the Pentagon. Sounds like a Tomahawk missile more than it sounds well, like. Well, uh, interesting you say that because everybody there in the military said they were smelling cordite, which is what's in a Tomahawk missile. Yeah. Not jet fuel. Yeah. Uh, jet fuel is basically kerosene. They found two parts of the plane that supposedly survived. One was the outside engine ring mm-hmm. where the jet goes in. Just a, just a ring yeah. and a piece of fuselage the size of this coffee table. But the with fans on a jet engine. I mean, these, these are Pegasus engines, if I remember right, mm-hmm. which is a Rolls-Royce manufactured product, are titanium, which is what the spy plane's made out of. Right. Which can withstand 3,000 30, yes, plus degrees. 3,700 degrees for so many hours. Yeah. Before it even starts to melt. Yeah. 
Apparently, this but, jet yeah. was made out of paper mache. <laughs> yeah, but but made a big ass hole. Yeah, through through three different rings yeah. of the Pentagon. You got to throw a paper airplane really of, hard to make a hole. Like one that. of the most surveilled buildings on the planet. Just turns out they didn't have the cameras on that morning. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Damn it! I forgot. To, oh, it must have been the so same company that Epstein we've done it for sell. Fifty years, but yeah. So where I get all the research from? There's there is a if you go to YouTube and, and look at uh, a video called Loose Change. Um, and it's, I think it's called this uh, Loose Change Full Edition or Second Edition Full Version. It's free. They do sell the um, they do sell the, the video, but um, I mean it is amazing what these guys have actually done and, and and went and talked to people. But it's all just coincidences, right? Yeah. Well, they talked to um, you know they show some footage of you know first on the scene of the Pentagon, and they're like, um, yeah, man, it was a huge airplane coming. I saw it. Um, you know, it bounced off um, the 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 actual was a free across the freeway, mm-hmm. bounced off the freeway, bounced off the lawn, went in. The next guy in the office next door said, "Nah, man, it was a tiny little, um, almost like a drone coming in. Mm-hmm. Didn't you know? Couldn't even see it." Then people that were on the street said, "No, it was just a silver flash. We didn't see anything. It's a silver flash." Then it's just a volume game and yeah. Read so, oh, you didn't understand what you saw. Well, I had a friend of mine that I, have, I don't see very often. We used to work together, and we haven't seen each other in like six years. He texted me this week saying, you know, like literally on Friday morning at nine o'clock, he's like, do you remember where we were 19 years ago? I was like, yep, we were standing in this company's break room, just left this meeting, watching their television and watching the plane hit the second tower. Now, what didn't dawn on me at that time, being in tech, and now, essentially 20 years later, the time for somebody to shoot something on their phone and get it to a TV station for broadcast 20 years ago was not instantaneous. You could maybe get close to it now with the with finding the right person at the right time to plug the right port in, to download the file, to do to get it off the cloud. To do, I mean, even now, if you shot something that happened in the gym today and tried to get it on the local TV station, it still take a couple of, a couple of minutes at best. Yeah, let's call it ten minutes. This was happening like that twenty years ago. The the tech was there ish. But that's where I, looking back, have a problem going, no, that had to be pre-recorded. Right. You know, they already had this animation or whatever it was ready to go that we can take this, yes, the tower's burning, the tower's smoking, whatever it is. Now let's drop this, you know, superimpose so, this plane in. So what I find interesting about that is my second source, that uh, that Rebecca Roth lady who, she was a, um, a flight attendant for 30 years, and she's written a book called Methodical Illusion. Oh. Um, and she kind of takes that same along that same line, but she says that there was um, Boeing had a, a plug-in called a flight termination system. Mm. She said it was it had been around forever, and it was made for if the terrorists took the plane over, kill it. It's at the same time drone technology came out. Yeah. Okay, you just land the plane, you take over. They can't do shit. Mm-hmm. You land the plane safely. Blah blah blah. So in her thoughts, that's what happened. You know, they they flew that plane. It. They they redirected it to where they wanted it to go. Yeah, and then you know got the people off or whatever, and other planes come in. And so take the, the radar out. signature could be: here's the normal plane, bring in the bogey to overlay it, redirect this plane to somewhere safe, right, and then bring the bogey on in. So yeah, the weird part about that is was the NORAD games were going on at the same time. Yeah, military mm-hmm. protocol dictates that NORAD has to be scrambled. Yeah, yeah. Nor- yeah. The, the fighters are scrambled and. You've seen it in other movies. That would be F-16s at the time, you get, I guess. You yeah. get up to the plane, and basically it's 
you land this thing right now under our direction or we, or we are you. blasting you out of the sky because yeah. there's nobody that disagrees that better to have, unfortunately, 300 yeah. dead people than 3,000, which is what we have. NORAD was never scrambled. I think NORAD well, said that. Bombed. That was a thing. There was NORAD games that day. So what they were doing, they were, were training. They moved there is all, air anyway. Isn't there always yeah. a training thing going there on when all these things happen? With radar people saying, oops, this is going off. Oh, this is coming on. Must be part of the games. It's part of the games. And yeah. then on the second thing was, okay, they, they took all the, the jets from D.C. and from New York and brought them to North Carolina mm-hmm. for the training assimilations. Okay, just, just I'm going to totally sidebar this for a second. They get to fly jets as games. Who wants to do this? <laughs> I mean, we play Monopoly. <laughs> I want to get in a jet, an F-18, and fly around and pretend like I'm playing yeah. a game. Paintball bang, bang, in an F-18. Yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But anyway, there was no jets. There was um, four jets on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So they said, you know, normal, normal thing, NORAD would scramble within 18 to 20 minutes, jets in the air. One, one and a half hours before there was any jets even started to scramble to get in there so you know it was that was her thing saying that okay you know it would have been super easy and then i found a thing saying okay in 1994 nasa took this um the um what do i call it the the terminal thing where they can actually control the plane Mm -hmm. a 767 Mm -hmm. in 1994 Mm -hmm. flew the plane for 16 hours Mm -hmm. completely unmanned Mm -hmm. they landed it five times Took off, yeah. made um, 25 approaches, and then drove it directly into a freestanding building in the desert to see what fuel consumption left over was left that. over. Yeah. So the technology was there. Well, well, even today, I was on a flight. This would have been four years ago. And we, we came into Charlotte. And I'm going to say we came in a little hot. Weather was a little weird, a little rainy. We hit hard. Now, hard in a 737 or something. If you're off just an inch and when you hit the tarmac, you're going to bounce a little bit. Because, right. I mean, that inch with that amount of weight, you're going to feel it. And the pilot comes out and goes, oops, sorry, folks. Computer was a little off there. Meaning I didn't land the damn plane. Right, yeah. <laughs> the computer, I just said, the tower said this vector. I right. just punched in the coordinates and the plane brought me in. So the tech's being used all the time anyway. So I think that's been around since. I'm I saying. mean, they had, I'm going to use the term, robot planes back in World War II as well, where it was guided by radio signals, but it was very analog. It wasn't digital like it is now, where it was moving controllers as if a hand was pulling it. So, right. Okay, so let's take it a step further. Do you think planes actually hit the towers? I do. I do personally because I think it's what they said. I think they had some kind of a special... I think the CIA run this whole entire deal. I do too. I think they were... Con- a modified... I think they were some sort a modified plane. I think they were. Um, it could have been a normal commercial plane that was modified. What I believe happened was I think they took. They had a handler on each plane and they landed those planes somewhere else. And they said, look, this is part of the NORAD games. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the training you're you guys will be part of it. We need you to come in this room. Yep. We need you to get off the plane. You need to come here and we need you to make these phone calls. Everything's good. Yep. And we need this to happen because we need to, you know, we're afraid a, ter- a terrorist act is going to happen. We're trying to really simulate real world yep. what it would be like. And I think the CIA did that. I think the CIA flew those planes remotely right in there, and they were probably loaded to the gills with jet fuel just to get the fires big enough. Well, even more. I mean, jet fuel, once again, it's just a variant of kerosene. It can only burn so hot. Right. So 
let's throw some thermite in there as well. Let's throw some explosions on certain pillars right. as well. So this lady, her pilot friends have said, yeah, it kind of looks like a 767, but it doesn't have these huge tanks under, oh, yeah. you know, underneath the wings. Yeah. What is that? And they no. shouldn't be there. And, you know, you got people saying, yeah, it came in. It was a black military jet. It wasn't a commercial mm-hmm. jet. It shouldn't have been here. Yeah. So I think something, in my personal opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but I think something, I think planes did hit that. But it was oh. assisted with maybe something else in the building, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not as well-versed. When did you get here? Because the- <laughs> um, you were in kindergarten? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm older than that. Uh, Caleb was just pissed off because his blankie was in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't find his bubba. <laughs> um, okay, so what you're saying basically is you believe that the planes that had all these people on them was mm-hmm. landed safely. Yes, I do. And uh, they were then taken off the plane, but they were told that this was a... I think they were um, told that while they were on the plane. I don't, I don't know that they disembarked the plane. I think okay. the people who made the phone calls did. Okay. Because we know a cell phone will not work in a plane. So who made these phone right. calls? I mean, you know, I'm, I, hey, I'm calling my mom. I'm saying, you know, they don't right. look good. You know, I think I'm, I think somebody's hijacked the plane. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Cell phones don't work. They do not work past, what, 4,000 feet? I mean, they just, they just don't work. Right. So, so that's a little confusing because... E- what would have happened the to them? Yeah, where's the people? Okay, so do you the, think maybe they were just killed? Yes, and they buried. Do. So, okay. So one of the phone calls from one of the stores is, um, well, they, yeah, the, air, the flight attendants. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a second. Mm-hmm. So this this is all from this Rebecca Roth lady who was a, a flight attendant. She says, you know, at one of them, she says, um, they say there's a lady calls and she's a stewardess and she says, we think someone sprayed pepper spray because in business class we can't breathe. Okay. She said, so, number one, if they were in the air, it wouldn't be business class. The entire plane could not breathe mm-hmm. because it's a pressurized cabin. It goes everywhere. Yeah. It's a singular unit. It's, it's spreading through the cockpit everywhere. It doesn't matter. It's one air unit. Now, if you're a 757, there's a little bit of separation, but it's still the same air system. Right. Circulation. Right. Um, 747, I think, has dual flights. And mm-hmm. that was one of the things, too. The, the very first Flight 11 the first stewardess calls in is on the phone for 23 minutes saying um some people have been stabbed we think it's you know they think they were in like row eight or maybe row 10 we don't know he's standing on the steps so she's like okay i've been on a thousand planes a 767 does not have two floors it's a mm-hmm. single floor plane yeah a 747 has two floors so what was she on when she's talking about he's standing on the stairs yeah. it doesn't happen so it's Matt Strickland, ladies oh and gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this going out live? <laughs> We've just been invaded by our official sponsor, Matt Strickland. Matt, Rob Joining us today. Been, Rob has been bashing you this entire show. I don't know what you did wrong. <laughs> apparently. He's apparently. just going to listen to it later. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but for the first five minutes, he'll be like, wait. Well, you got to give Matt you. a drink. Yeah. Boy, get him. Get him. Okay. You got to try the maple. It is fantastic. All of us have just been like. We just want you to know that you've saved us again from a horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. experience. Houston, Houston brought some absolute freaking lighter fluid. Can that, we make you drink the Uzo first? No. Oh, God. I, I He'll think, never sponsor us again. I think we should. He, he needs to know what we've been through. He needs to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs to know. 
Because he's just going to go straight to the maple, which is awesome. Just take a pull off that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to suffer small, that. Small and then here's, earn here's a this. microphone for you. Say, say hello to everybody, Matt, our, our biggest fan. Oh, he took a big oh, swig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Immediate regret. I'm surprised you didn't. Now give him the mic. The give him the mic and let him try the, the maple Jim Beam. Like Vermont in your mouth. It is. Mm. It is like Vermont. But I had an uncle been, named Vermont. Would you have been? Oh. Oh, I don't want your uncle in my mouth. <laughs> So I can't you? wait till I get back home from work. <laughs> so I have a theory that you cannot appreciate joy unless you've experienced pain. So mm-hmm. was the Uzo then the right setup to make the maple better? Definitely. Okay, good, good, good. Well, it, my work here's done. For sure didn't make it worse. <laughs> for sure. What the hell were we talking about? Jason uh, with his 911 shit. Yeah, my 9-11. Man, this is, I th- is this the most that Jason's talked in a podcast? This is the Jason episode. I'm excited. I am really I'm pumped so about this. Right I'm just now. sitting back with a I'm smile just, on I'm just face. reading facts, man. That's all. I'm just reading facts. <laughs> he just, Where were we that, at? Is that facts with air quotes? The yeah. um, steps. Oh, yeah. No, she's standing no, on the, the recording of somebody's talking. I'm, I'm at the steps or yeah. they're at the steps or something. Yeah, there's, uh, he's standing on the steps. There's no steps in a 767. So where was he standing at? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So maybe the plane was landed and he was literally <clears throat> standing on the exit steps. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So her theory, Rebecca Roth, not Jason's theory, Rebecca Roth's theory is that when they were smelling pepper spray, it was not pepper spray. It was some kind of um, hydrogen chloride mm-hmm. gas that they were just gassing them all. Yeah. And said slowly knocking them out. Yep. You're gone. You're gone. Okay. So that makes sense to me. Um, now, there's been a lot of people that say the footage of the planes going into the building does not look like what it would look like if planes were actually going into okay. the building. And people are saying that it was all CGI yeah. and that footage was distributed to all the major news networks and they're all complicit because there's there was a video that I actually put in the, the Facebook group that these teenagers that's been previously unreleased until now that shows these teenagers on a roof of a building that was very close by. And, you know, all of a sudden the camera goes to the first tower that was hit right after the first explosion. You still see flames and smoke. And then they're talking like, oh, holy shit, holy shit. Then you see people jumping out of the building that goes through. And then they're kind of, you know, thinking about maybe coming downstairs. And and then the other one hits and the camera goes back up again. Like, oh, my God. Throughout that entire thing, not any of those kids ever used the word plane. Mm -hmm. Right. They all said explosions. They what? never said the word plane. Then they go, it's like a 30 minute video. Then they go down to, the, to ground level. They're walking up the street, you know, all the smoke that you've seen, mm-hmm. remember that? And everybody's coming out with like, you know, like dust and soot all over them and stuff. And then one guy walks out and finally says something to the effect of, I heard it was a plane, mm-hmm. something like that. And, but don't you find it weird that if- To adjust the narrative back to where to, they want yeah. it to be. So yeah. wouldn't you imagine if, if all of us were standing on a building and a plane flies into a building, wouldn't we all say, holy shit, a plane just flew like, into yeah. the freaking Empire State Building or World Trade Center, whatever it now, was. Now, if you're looking yeah, you down and you just, there's an explosion and you look up, you haven't seen it, you're just seeing the result of the impact. Yeah. I, I, that's where I have to look at it and go, okay, I'm gonna call it an 80-20. 80% I'm saying an explosion, 20% I didn't see the cause of the explosion, so I have to give a little bit of a, Would, a Wouldn't you there. think that How one of them would- not see a plane hit a building? Wouldn't you think that they'd at least see the second one? They're already that, looking. Yeah, yeah, you would think because you're not taking your eyes off this. And and I don't know, I, I don't know anything about this. I'm not an expert, but a lot of people have said over the years, 
when you see the plane hit, we've all seen that video a thousand times. Everybody says the plane just kind of disappears into the building. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. not what it would, I don't know what it would look like. I'm not an expert, but so many people have said that is not what it would look like yeah. at all. I don't think it would if it was a real plane, but I think whatever the CIA flew into it, yes, I think it did. I mean, I, I think it was all for show. I mean, I because we definitely that, had the CGI technology in 2001. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, you, yeah, did you see the Star Wars episode one? We had CGI. <laughs> we did remember what Steven Spielberg did with dinosaurs? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I've, I've watched so, the video. Okay, so hold on. So You're many saying times. a dinosaur ran into the building? What I'm on saying that one? is dinosaurs <laughs> and Jar Jar, Jar Binks <laughs> hit, the towers. hit the tower. Jar Jar Binks riding a T Rex <laughs> took down the Twin Towers. Flew into the tower. Okay. Yes, flew into the towers. That's a new Carried conspiracy. Carried by a pterodactyl. Yeah, that's a new conspiracy. That's, that's an original that theory. With a big Thor hammer. All right, so I want to go back to something as you were describing this. this um, flight attendants thoughts okay okay so you said that there's the potential that the plane could have been redirected right part of the games Mm -hmm. all right so that that's option one i say games i think it was defined as training the the training exercises whatever the training so that's option one yeah well if i'm making a recording phone call to make that sound real that's hard to fake it's hard to fake stress true stress Mm -hmm. it sounds like fake stress so maybe they were hijacked. I think if, because they thought yeah, it was I real. I think on the plane, they were real. made to think we've been hijacked. Right, we're redirected over here. We're, well, they wouldn't even know if they're, they're redirected or not. They're, they're taking us. They're taking us down. Yeah, you know, and then maybe they gave them the the ability that one time to make those calls. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, like, okay, so I get that, and but she says, you know, okay, the number one rule was get that plane on the ground. Yeah. I don't care. She said pilots, you know, uh, flight attendants, yeah. you know, and I, and, and the guy I asked her during the interview said, look, you know, okay, say, say there's a terrorist outside that cockpit door and he's shooting people in the head until you open the door. She said, they are not to open that door no matter what till they get that period. plane on the ground period because it's, you, you never know what's going to happen to the plane mm-hmm. once you give them control. So if they shot every single passenger on those planes, which actually wasn't they none were really full. Well, now the door at that time was not a reinforced door. That happened after this as a result of this. So the door was literally just a toggle lock, yeah. which also has a panel where you can flip up and yeah. unlock it if you need to for emergencies. So even then, you literally grab something and bash the door in and get in there if you need to. Need to. I think that was one of the reports on one that hit the tower that they made their way. They made the way broke into, into yeah. the cockpit. But so, you know, basically, that was the that was her thoughts that you know they would never have said, okay, well, you know, they're in there. They would have put that plane on the ground no matter where they had to take it yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now, you know, maybe that's after the fact. I don't mm-hmm. know. So. I am nowhere near as educated on the theories as, as you as you guys are use with guys. it. Use guys, use guys. <laughs> and uh, so my only thought in all this, which there might be theories and answers to this, you might be getting ready to get to it. I don't know, but so why did Al Qaeda assume responsibility for it, or did they even, or did we just say that they did? They did not. They did uh, not. The day of September 11th, Osama bin Laden released a press release that said, "I sure." the world i had nothing to do with this really this was done by someone for their own personal profit mm. so did you guys see where also trump made a statement on 
9-11 before too where he said that he was in an interview with George Stephanopoulos and he was saying that I know who did 9-11 he made that statement he said and it wasn't mm-hmm. Iraq right and, and he just left it at that and he said so you know so that was the gold heist thing I was getting to mm-hmm. why the, kind of why they did it what was stored in the Damn under it, the towers stop yeah. it Sorry, you and your, am, I get, am I getting ahead? You're so question. You ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting ahead. I mean, I just, what, was uh, Osama bin Laden? Osama bin Laden, a former CIA operative. He was yes, absolutely. He was, yep. Yeah, and he wasn't playing ball anymore. So that was a quick way to get rid of him. Yep. But also, Bush needed. Um, they needed. They needed to, to actually re. Um, I guess adjust the budget for the defense because they wanted to fight all these wars. Well, now even there, you have to say. Bush is the face of the group that needed yeah. to yeah the deep state the budget, right yeah, yeah. so the, my he, people yeah the deep yeah deep Houston, 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 Houston. Houston. I'm, I'm just confirming that, that that's what dang happened. it Houston <laughs> why do you think I was able to make it today oh oh <laughs> that is interesting I didn't oh, even she think had about to be here it. for the 9-11 episode yeah. that's what it is yeah, yeah, sick. I better come along for this one he's gonna screw this up bad not sure that he has make sure he brings bad liquor and talks about <laughs> Thank God for Matt Strickland. This, yes. uh, saving the day. Let me remind again. everybody: uh, this uh, episode seven is sponsored by Matt Strickland, <laughs> Matt Strickland. Um, our our number one and only fan and only sponsor. <laughs> well, we've ever had. I'm going to make a prediction. There's no downloads of this episode because Matt's here. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, there's well, none. I don't, Matt downloads it on every Matt, platform. <laughs> please go home and download this several times for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an account for his whole family, his cat, yeah. his dog. His, it's yeah. like the liberals voting. Well, I to be fair, so, my my uncle Vermont, he's got an account and he no. loves the podcast. <laughs> he will now. <laughs> uncle Vermont. Vermont in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so w- what I did find interesting, okay, so the the Pentagon, right? The plane, mm-hmm. it burned so hot it vaporized, yep. right? There's yep. nothing left of yep. that. Uh United 93, same thing. Yep. It burnt so hot. That one's the one that in a field that's the one in shanksville Shanksville, with with no evidence no no pieces so because the ground is so hard yeah um from the video the um the the loose change video they interview a guy says he says oh uh yeah i I got here and there was smoke and he was like okay do you see any pieces he's like no there was nothing bigger than maybe like a phone book Mm -hmm. from a 767 no Mm -hmm. bodies no blood no nothing there should be Seats and seats and luggage and yeah. pieces well, and fuselage and engine parts and wing parts. So apparently it burnt so hot it vaporized everything and everyone as but well. That would turn the soil into glass in some cases where there's enough. No body parts, no bones, no skulls. They nothing. were they were able to dig one engine, part of an engine, out of the ground. Okay. Out of that of, out of this, um, you know, yeah. divot in the ground, whatever that happened there, but. Um, so the coroner says, well, I can't, I can't really do anything about bodies because there's none here. Mm-hmm. They've obviously been this burnt so hot, it's vaporized everything. So there's two planes, one at the Pentagon, United 93, they've, they've burnt so hot. Well, even but, if you just look at Newton's law, it's, you know, you're going to have a body in motion hit. All of it is not going to collapse into a fireball. It's going to bounce off. Right. Hey, you know what? What? Because you're going to have a re- reaction. We have an actual pilot. Oh, in the room, really? He's oh. a pilot. Okay, but give give Matt the mic. <laughs> As a pilot, what what do you know about 
this would a plane last become, time you com- crashed your plane headlong <laughs> into the ground last time i crashed my Cessna 172 there was a debris field of probably uh 2500 yards so yeah. wow yeah, yeah yeah wow and certain pieces of the plane were still intact absolutely and, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're thankful you survived yes it was it was uh, were you ever to, to scrounge around the parts and rebuild the plane after that or did you just have to get a new one or how to get a new one damn it okay, okay. so if anyone's seen the movie alive or the i was just show thinking that i was just thinking lost, that. yeah there's pe- you would know yeah there's a there's wreckage yes and the, even there's a the potential for survivor i mean how many times have, have planes crashed and people survived oh a lot of times okay well then I've hundreds got, thousands absolutely. of times then i've got to take this a different direction who in the room are you eating I'm eating Caleb. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. He's young and fresh. Son of a... <laughs> Whether he's alive or dead or not, Caleb's getting eaten. I, I have too much fat on me. You don't want me. It's, you want yeah. Rob's got all that muscle. He's going to be a little meatier. Caleb is a perfect Who, keto who's the old, Who's the oldest in the room? Me. Yeah, well, you, Are you the, I'm, yeah. I'm eating you then. No. You had a longer life. Oh, yeah. a no, life. that meat's tough. What we don't body want that. Part? Wait, Houston, where, you taste nasty. Where would you start? Well, in but, the movie, they hit the butt ass. Cheek, yeah, butt they went right to the, the ass. Yep. Okay. That yep. good fatty right. meat in the butt. I'm going with the human bacon. <laughs> right to that ass. You don't want him then, because he barely has any ass. So whoever has the biggest I ass. don't either. I think Caleb is that's done. Not, that's not <laughs> wow, that's a good There's a money I'm, I'm eating myself. And, I'm be and just an observation, he's not very hairy either. I mean, you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah, about that. That is well, true. I am not well, a no, hairy no, no. person. See, growing up, we used to slaughter hogs all the time. You just get a stick that's been smoking, and you just wipe that over the skin. It sears the, fa- the well, hair right still, off. Don't you want to go that. to the least hairy guy there? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I gotta yeah. say, Rob is the hairiest. I am for taste. I am a freaking Wookie. So. Taste. I have to Wasabi. shave while yeah. I'm shaving. What, what's the the Japanese uh, beef? Wagyu. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm going for the wagyu of his crew right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Pretty messed up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now I know where I stand in this yep. group. <laughs> yep. If I look at you across the room, just like eyes wide, you'll <laughs> know. Easy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uncle Vermont used to look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Vermont loves Caleb. I don't, I don't want to be in your mouth. I want you in my mouth, boy. Oh. Yuck. <laughs> oh, we found a, a, a gag point a for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yuck, yuck, I said, Hang yuck. on a second. Whoa. <laughs> Too far. We, pull we've back. had this conversation pull before. Back, pull back. Okay, so uh, so where are we at, Jason? Well, one interesting fact. Uh, where are we at on your 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 timeline? Well, sophisticated I'm, I'm jump system. I'm there. jumping around. I'm like Houston. I don't have my legal notepad. I actually okay. put this in a spreadsheet, so I'm jumping around <laughs> back and forth. But okay, so one thing that was kind of crazy was we had two planes. They both burned so hot, all the bodies were gone. But the same forensics team from the Pentagon and from Shanksville actually put all the plane wreckage together, and they were able to identify. All but five bodies of the people who were on that plane. Amazing. Yeah, there were no body parts because they were vaporized. So tell me how that happened exactly. Yeah. I mean, was that like magic sprinkle dust? Oh, this is this is Houston Harris here, and there's Caleb. <laughs> all right, so uh, you've yes, got the right, so, so if I'm incinerated, mm-hmm. let's just pretend some DNA could be left behind. So you got my DNA on record now to be able to identify me. This thing. How is, many? It, people, it ain't fingerprints. It's kind how of, many people did they? I mean, you could go by the. It was 168, I think, total. Um, and there was like um, all, I think they identified 163, something like that. How, okay, now how about the controlled demolition style of the collapses of the building? Number one, they would not collapse by being hit by a plane. 
I completely agree with that. Um, two weeks before, um, not have you ever driven your Cessna into a plane, uh, Matt? At any point? into a plane? Or no, into a building? Try to avoid the towers. That's a no-no. <laughs> I know that you know you can get written up by the FAA, and you have questions to be answered if you run into a building so we don't do that so you've never personally run your plane into a building no not no, no, like a small like a like a house or an apartment complex or something like a shed or a barn no, maybe maybe no. houston's building it's just I, I, a, I, I, a, yeah, a block away yeah no. well with, with us we've got we've got a drone that we use for some of our videos and you've got to be certified on that and and logged with a and faa and pass the test and all this lord if i tell nathan to go outside right now and fly the drone up he's got to call the airport tower and get permission before you even think of doing it. You're going to get in so much trouble and get so many fines. It's ridiculous. Really? And that's just a little tiny drone that's... you got to like get a license to fly a drone. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Like the like one you buy even... at Best Buy, you got to be yeah. licensed to fly that thing? Uh, if it's getting above a certain height, yeah. I better tell yeah. Bob, my mechanic, because he flies that son mm. of a bitch all over the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, like, we're trying to find, find this one guy, and now we finally <laughs> found him yep. on the podcast. <laughs> it's Bob. <laughs> we're looking for a Bob. <laughs> He's at a garage uh, and he's and flying that stupid drone everywhere. A Bob and Lenore. There's only like seven of them. So and, uh, he likes to fly that Miss Sally's backyard. I was getting ready to say he's only flying it in certain locations, like second floor windows, possibly. <laughs> hey, that's a, my neighbor's pools. Right yeah, Bob was saying, man, you need to get you one of these drones. They're damn cool, man. Fly it around, take videos, and look at all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> Don't worry, I duct tape leaves and foliage to it so you can't see it. <laughs> Is that a cool. floating bush? What yeah, is that? Yeah, get you need to get you one of these. I'm like, okay, Bob, I'll look into it. That's <laughs> it's like, Bob, you're being a little pushy right now with that. How much you get a You drone. go get you one right now, boy. <laughs> my my dad was wanting to get a drone at one point, and I was telling him he was one of the ones that like fly crazy distances and whatever. And I was telling him that same thing. I said, man, you gotta like call people to be able to do that and get I had certain no idea that takes things and whatever and he was like watch me i'll fly whatever i want to I was, oh, okay. I was can, like all right yeah. get on the terrorist warning list <laughs> yeah it's it's not a this this doesn't mean that that the drone won't fly it just means you're gonna get in some major trouble if you go let's take a brief town. break to thank our sponsor master <laughs> <laughs> who is this matt guy I keep hearing about but hypothetically he's, if you he's did right here onto the drone he's right Crap, here, here? here? <laughs> our listeners don't know that Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I need another. We're, we're now onto the honey. We're onto the honey now. Sweet. Mm. Nope, it's maple only for me. Maple oh, only maple. Oh nope. wow, okay. okay. It's just like my only? marriage. I commit once, I'm done. I don't. I don't need any other alcohol. Just okay. One. So he, you're maple only. Okay. My maple's sitting right here with me. So. Oh. Where does where does your porn enter into all that? How does that work? Sparingly. Oh, okay. Sparing. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Do you guys do it together, or is it just a solo thing? All of it, Okay, cool. I'll agree. You gotta, you gotta He's like, shut up, Rob. Shut up, Rob. <laughs> Actually, what I'd like for you to do is ask her those questions because I'm not allowed to, you know, really have an opinion about much of anything because I'm deep state anyway. So it's really what my handler says, which that can go either way. That could be a benefit to me. So or she does she divvy out your porn? Yes. She, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She tells me what to search for. Okay, good. What? Gay only. <laughs> Just like Rob's old vinyl guy that he was yeah. just talking about. And I love how quiet just fell over the room. It was just like, gay yeah. only, quiet. Well, I love how Sid looked at me like, wow. Okay. I'm thinking the honey's pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. I got nothing wrong with the honey. I don't have a glass. Did you give our sponsor a hit of his own damn well, liquor? He, he, hasn't, he hasn't finished maple yet. I'm like, I'm... Pilots are supposed to drink before they fly. That's a requirement, right? Yes. What do you say? 
pilots are supposed to drink before they fly, no, correct? I'm no, you're supposed to fly in a couple of hours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you better hit that hard well, now. <laughs> I will not be the pilot in command. I will, be the, I will not even be an essential crew member, FAA. <laughs> Too late, Matt. It's already jump, out there. <laughs> roger, Roger. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Just so happens our 11 listeners are all in the <laughs> somewhere. That's going to happen one day. We're going to have like 11 people standing in the room here. <laughs> well, you, but you know somewhere, just because of the name of our podcast, that there is a dude in the FBI in some dark hole somewhere. He's trying. He's like just got into the FBI, and they're like, "You've got to listen to this bullshit." <laughs> Not just us, but all of them. See if just go through this podcast and just. This see is your list, just for flags. Gonna oh, yeah. gonna be like, they know everything. So what I want to know is where are we on the radar? Are we like right in the middle or are we all the way off to Wouldn't the Wouldn't it be great if we found out the FBI guy was like, these guys know absolutely We've everything. They've talk. nailed it. Every single thing <laughs> to a T. It's exact. I always love the memes where it's like <laughs> me looking at my FBI agent through my phone camera. <laughs> it's like doing stupid stuff in your phone camera. <laughs> what if all of us get sucked into a black SUV at the same time? That's going to suck. That'd I be mean, pretty hot. <laughs> Dang, Caleb. <laughs> I love how Rob said he didn't even know how to react to you saying that. Rob was like, oh. <laughs> I think that was, Caleb's got a kink. I think that was Jim Black B. Maple talking there. I think. Black Caleb's Black. letting the maple do the talking over there. Yeah. He's getting lubed up over there. So tell us uh, who's kidnapping you in the black van, Caleb. Ooh. I don't know. I just heard that we were going to be together. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got excited. So where are we at? I mean, I think we left off with towers collapsing in you know, perfect. Towers collapse. Okay. Um, so all the fire, uh, the fire departments, the guys who actually survived, every single one of them said, oh, it was just like a controlled explosion. There was boom, 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 boom. Every single floor was going off. And there's As, videos of like flashbangs. Yeah, yeah you yeah. see that. So it kicks down. Yeah. Everybody says that happened. So then World Trade Center 7. Yeah, um, Tower 7. Tower 7 fell at 520. After they fell at what 10, yeah, 10 30, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about Tower Seven is that was where um, like all this stuff was like housed. Oh, one of the things with the Pentagon. Do you know that exactly the offices that the plane hit was the Naval um, Financial Office, where two point seven trillion dollars was missing? All the files were destroyed. Isn't that interesting? Very yeah, lucky hit. It was yeah. so lucky. So Just lucky. Random. Rumsfeld was on the random. completely opposite side of the um, Pentagon. Well, of thank course it was. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, there was no, 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 nothing there. Okay, so all right, towers fall with that much discrepancy between time frames. Mm -hmm. Once at nine, once at five. Is that what I heard? No, with both towers. Okay, Were the towers hit. fail quickly. Okay. World Trade Center 7. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was yeah, yeah. 300 and some feet away. Don't even know what hit okay. that. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Oh, it was supposedly exactly. the, the fires from the garage were so, were so in uh, yeah. they they got under there and they burnt the building up and uh, um underneath it and it fell. Backdraft. Yeah. Uh however, the six adjacent buildings all stood fine. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um but there was a depository in 7 with their estimated about nine hundred and fifty billion dollars in gold. So is a suppository and a depository the same thing? Or I don't think so. I don't, no, I think I think it was. I think this was They're a different. Depository, okay. yeah. Repo, repository. Repository. Yeah. Depository. Said, that, 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 depository. I think you said it the right way, but I heard suppository. <clears throat> okay. So, um, but there was take comfort. There was two hundred and thirty million recovered out of that nine hundred billion. So the rest just melted with the bodies. Well, they they don't know where it went. Okay. 
yeah, not sure. It's a river of. Listen, we've got more important things to deal with than all these billions of dollars in gold. You just, you know, keep your eyes on the road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got terrorists to deal with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have Al Qaeda at our door. Yeah. Right, How right, dare so we worry about the gold? We got some guys the, in the caves over so in Afghanistan. Groups in the room. So I would have. So this is. We'll just call it twenty years ago, just to make the math right. easy. So I'm 33 at the time that this happens. If we're talking about, you know, let's create a Pearl Harbor incident again. Right. You know, so I can tell you at 33, when this happened, I'm like, I'm ready to go kill some fucking oh, yeah. heads. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was the thought. That's Absolutely. what we're told to do. And it's like, where do I sign? Let's yeah. go. It let's worked. Go. Tell me where to go. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me feels suspicious as well. Yeah. So the gold's gone. Yeah. They've united everyone against Osama bin Laden, who they yep. want dead. They invade Afghanistan, Who's invade Iraq. His cave eating yeah. little ramen noodles trying yeah. to just He's dude, like, leave me alone. Man, I don't know what's up, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was dirty. Maybe he did do stuff. And oh, he, yeah. he probably did deserve to die. But he was a sacrificial. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that there was even a, a stigma and an agenda even behind? I mean, because I've even heard theories that, you know, a lot of it was when it was thrown on Al-Qaeda that it was a lot of like, well, we're just going to throw blame on like the Muslim community <sighs> just so we can go after them kind of thing. And so, I mean, even just in a, a way, blanket, just, pro, yeah, just right. To, yeah. So, I mean, do you think any of that's behind it either? All I, mean, the I don't know. And then the Patriot Act was a big part of that. Right. That's something they wanted. Well, to, I think you can, you can have something called collateral damage, but you can also have collateral benefit. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can get you to buy this story, then I can also then bleed this over into these other things and give me cause to go after that as well. So I mm-hmm. think it's one of those where we get some extra benefit. It's just fringe at that point. I agree. How many Americans died in the Middle East after that? In the Middle East? Yeah, I mean, in Iraq when we, so when Dever- we went over. Desert Iraq. Shield, Desert Storm, right, and in, then in continuing those, from there. Do you know those numbers? No. Like? It was 3,600 roughly died in the towers. Somewhere in the three. Thousands. That was that was the towers, but not uh, not in the mm-hmm. wars. Mm. Enough. Too, too many. many. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Too many. So in in you know, oftentimes when you bring up the nine eleven conspiracy, people say, "Well, then you know, where are the bodies?" So just to go back to that, you're of the opinion, or it is of the opinion of others, that these people were taken somewhere else and exterminated yes that's what um that's that seems to be the consensus that you know from the plane the people the, pe- the, the people on the planes mm-hmm. yeah from shanksville from pentagon from the four planes mm-hmm. probably no one actually died in any of those they were all as a result of yeah, yeah. they were probably all executed it was executed. it was a little over 4400 in iraq after 911 that yeah. died and then 31000 injured mm-hmm. so yeah. so my old my old roommate in Florida was he he had enlisted right after nine eleven mm-hmm. the same kind of thing had you know now he also kind of believes the nine eleven conspiracies or the even you know that I don't really think it was what we were told and stuff but initially that's what got him into the military was he sees the towers collapse and he goes sign me up right now you yeah. know and I'll I'll oh, go yeah. over there and yeah. so um, had this sense of patriotism swell up in him because that's what he genuinely thought he was fighting yeah. for but then he would even tell me stories about he was like dude everything that we did over there was so messed up he was like it was just not by the book it wasn't what you would think it was you know like it was everything that we would do be like man this does not feel right at mm-hmm. all that we're doing this yeah yeah 
I just don't think it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was to meet an agenda. It was to get the gold. It was to meet an agenda. It all worked and everybody. But if you if you do have time, like I think that uh, that documentary is like an hour, maybe hour and twenty minutes. It's called Loose Change. It's on YouTube. It's so worth a watch. I mean, now, is this one you've got to like really focus on, or can you have it in the background just to? I've seen it twice, but yeah. I mean. You, you'll you'll want to pay attention. Okay. You, I mean, it'll get you. You're like, what? And you start oh. looking because it's like it's not just someone's opinion. Like they they've got all of these. They've done all this research. So and here's then, a thought. Here's three things to back it up. Yeah, and they'll okay. show like, and then they'll they'll cut to like you know they have all this video of you know firemen saying, man, you know we were on the 78th floor yeah. and we could have put that out with two hoses in 20 minutes. It yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't that intense, yeah. Yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, the building collapses an hour later. So, yeah. Wasn't there a fourth tower that was damaged? A fourth tower? Wasn't like Tower 5 or something? Yeah, there were so many in that. But did you see where, okay, go back to your point with the guy with the lease. Um, his lease was for, what did I say, $3 trillion? Well, his, um, <laughs> he sued the insurance company for $9.6 trillion because he claimed that each individual plane into the building was a separate terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. I think he wound up getting, he actually was awarded somewhere around $4 trillion. For, you would think $4 trillion would bankrupt any insurance company. You would think. I don't think, um, I don't think my Isn't a trillion <laughs> a million billion? Mm. Uh, it's a thousand billion. Thousand billion. You sure about that? One mm -hmm. more zero on the end of a billion. Yeah. It's okay. a thousand billion, but I mean, thousand billion, and a, and a billion is a thousand million, right? So a nine 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 billion, yeah. Add another zero to kick it up to yeah. a one. That yeah. So think of a thousand billion four times over, right? Man, and I think twenty dollars is a lot of money. Oh, you know dude, what I mean, dude? I'm just, I'd like my paycheck to clear this week. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't think discount double check paid for that? <laughs> All right, so you get a check for that. Ugh. Can you go down to the local quick <laughs> check cash place? I'm gonna need that Can in cash. I'm that? gonna need that in cash. Yeah. Large bills, please. If twenty dollars gets taken out of my wallet, I'm gonna know. Right. <laughs> How do we lose trillions of dollars? Yeah, well, I mean, Rumble. well, when you just print money, yeah, it doesn't yeah, mean just, anything. Just print more money. Yeah. So that goes back to Nasara. You know, if Nasara yeah. was in effect, yeah. it'd be yeah. But that makes you wonder, okay, like that kind of all tied back for me. I was like, okay, so $900 billion in gold, where did it go? And if it was Nassara, imagine divvying that up among the American people. $900 billion. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. But I mean, or, 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 you didn't. Or you, even to the Nassara piece, it's not really divvying it up because if I hand some crazy people like some of my relatives, here's a thousand bucks, they're going to spend it on the wrong stuff. Right. So it's. I'm gonna go ahead and buy, pay off your mortgage. I'm not saying the mortgage has to get dissolved and the bank takes a hit, whether mm -hmm. they're good or bad, doesn't matter. I'm just gonna pay it off on your behalf and say it's zeroed out now. Zeroed out now, zeroed out. Now you don't have a mortgage anymore, it's your house. You still gotta pay taxes and blah, 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 you can figure that out. But it's not necessarily just direct money into your account. It's right. more of debt forgiveness, but the forgiveness piece is a loose term because it's been paid off. So then you have and this is where I worry, even with Nassara. So let's say that happens. Hey, for two days, I'm going to be like looking at clients going, <laughs> screw you. I don't want to deal with you anymore. You I'm going to keep. Hyundai, hey, great. Keep up the good work. You know, all that kind of stuff. But there's going to be some of them after that that I'm going to be like, well, I'm bored out of my mind. I still got to work because I want to work. 
but what am I choosing to work on now? Mm-hmm. And I can look at some of my relatives and they're just going to shift right back to the same pattern they had before, which is bad decisions. Yeah. You're not going to plan because if my mortgage goes away due to Nasara, then the money that I'm paying every month, I'm just going to be putting it in, I'm going to create a separate bank account or some something, or I'm buying gold with it, tangible gold that I can put in a box and put that somewhere. I mean, it's not going to be, I'm going to go put rims on my truck <laughs> with the money that I just got to That's pay for I'm my doing. school loan. <laughs> Wait, you just got a loan to pay for technical school at CVCC and you're buying rims for your truck. Yeah, dude, come on! How are you getting out of this hole ever? I'm doing. You know, Matt is a finance guy. That's why he has those socks. Oh, oh man, those are finance Argyle. Mm. Yeah, so you know, that means (laughs) he knows how to do stuff with money. Yeah, because I can't wear socks like that. So, for those of us who are newer to the um, conspiracy and accepting, you know, we're in that acceptance phase. It's just, it's really. A hard pill to swallow to think that your government could just, you know, obliterate that many people just for their own. I think that was a small group. Yeah, yeah, that's a small group. Well, yes, but, you know, for the United States and the principles that we were founded on, which we no longer, you know, really adhere to, but it's it's just really hard. And, And then you look at these school shootings, these mass shootings that have happened, which I believe are also government, mm-hmm. you know, government-based, and they have their own reasons behind that, because when's the last time we had a mass shooting? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's been... We can't launch one right now because we get lost in the fray, just like we just had two hurricanes. Right. You hear anything about those? No. 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 We're, We're still pushing them. race wars and yeah. uh Right, uh, but pandemic. that's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, it's like it's always... We have to be focusing on something... So that they can do their crazy, manipulative, you know, back. It's everything that Kennedy was threatening to dismantle. But to actually think about your government killing your family. Scary as hell. That is scary. I think for me, like it really hit home when I was like, okay, say there was three CIA handlers on those planes. Mm -hmm. They knew they were going to gas those people. How could you stand there? Mothers and children, you know and knowingly know oh dude I, i've got a friend of mine who's a sniper yeah australian sniper and he's like there's a switch in my head they're conditioned i literally just go click the same mk ultra mind yeah. control that they suscept people to they've been under the same you know yeah you're just gonna you just turn it off yeah, yeah. they're they're conditioned it's mental now, and, conditioning and me as a person I've been through enough stuff that I can compartmentalize pretty quickly. I can hit acceptance and compartmentalize very fast. Don't go through the anger. The anger comes out later. It's it's going to come out, but it ends up being a very delayed piece. So I'll get to the, okay, this shit's happening. All right, fine. Put it in this box. Put it on that shelf. Dare anybody to touch it. If you touch my box with my shit in it, that's when I'm going to get mad. But otherwise, leave it alone. I'm going to acknowledge it's there, but I don't open that box. So would it be easy for me to shift into assassin sniper? Yeah, pretty much. Because I know where that switch is in my head and be able to go, I'm just going to choose to do this. Now, am I going to take mental damage for it? Yes. Is it going to express itself somewhere? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I've already found where that is. These elite military, which usually ends up bleeding into the CIA and these these government agencies, they're conditioned from day one. Oh, yeah. They pass a certain aptitude test. They're they're, you know, shuttled away down a different pathway and their 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 career path has been set and everything changes for them. And by the way, if you start to fail that, you're just 
click you're done next yeah, you're done yeah. we send him on secret mission x and then he's disposable. the next guy takes him out and, yeah. yeah yeah right in in the thought of of government killing off their own people even though like we as americans think like oh man how how could our government even do that that's been something since the beginning of time mm-hmm. a government sacrificing their own people to push sure, agendas and push well, movements. well a government you a government is an entity but it's not an emotional being with empathy and sympathy mm-hmm. so if you're acting on the behalf of the government and you're an agent of that then you're able to say well it's not me making this decision this is best for the government and the maintain maintenance of the republic whatever you you know you want to flag you want to fly under it's not, i'm not guilty it's not me that did it it was for this the, new pro- this, progressivism right. is people who have been sucked in and believe the lie that government is here to protect us and yeah. they, they know better yeah. than we do and they should make the decisions on how we should spend our money and how we should live our lives and, and what I is morality and and i couldn't care less which party you want to call it they're mm-hmm. all that way and that's just the, the people yeah. i mean nowadays it's you can tell who's who i think in many cases the the, the people that have the mask and the face shield and you know, and the rubber mm-hmm. gloves and are spraying down their shopping cart and freaking out when they get within four feet of somebody. Caleb's getting a little turned on right now. <laughs> you know? He's into that kinky stuff. I mean, these people are the brainwashed masses that, that believe the lie that government is here to protect us and what they say is, is God. No, and no matter what. Yeah. No matter what and, even, and even with the individual, like going back to what we were saying with like, you know, how, how can they just flip on that switch? I mean, I know just personally the friends I grew up with, like I have a friend, Ryan, who is a SEAL right now. And I mean, he tells me stories all the time. And I'm like, man, like I can't imagine high school Ryan doing the things that you're telling me that you've done. But he's so conditioned to just flip on that switch and become that person. And I mean the things that he's done like he's never told me any stories and i'm like oh my god i can't believe that you've done that or whatever I, th- I mean i think that he's serving the country whatever but at the same time it that just reminded me of even him and the stories he tells me i'm like man that doesn't you don't even sound like the same person like i remember you used to be mean and we used to get in fights in high school and everything else but like this is a whole different level of who they've conditioned you to be and so i mean you have to have that kind of personality to even be a seal the level that he's at but um they totally take it to a, a whole nother level well if they t- if they find that strength they're just emphasizing and enhancing an existing strength right and playing to that strength and then getting rid of the other things that got get in the way mm-hmm. uh, bec- and i would say if you looked at your friend as, a, as purely from an outside perspective he won't be able to see it but you can look at him and say yes i can see where you turn that switch off and i hear what you're saying but you can probably look at it and go and right there's the flaw where it's going to come out right Mm -hmm. there's a crack somewhere right so it's going to be he never has a good relationship Mm -hmm. or he can't have a relationship with his kids or his wife or whatever it is right or he's always going to be an adulterer or he's always going to be an alcoholic some it's got to come out somewhere Mm -hmm. because you we're we're already broken vessels right we can't we barely hold what we have we're full of cracks Mm -hmm no matter what level of conditioning it's a temporary state right i think some of the most incredible conditioning that we sometimes don't think about in everyday culture is pharmaceuticals and vaccinations mm-hmm. we've all been conditioned to believe that you know pharmaceuticals are our savior and without vaccinations there'd be you know bodies in the streets and children yeah. are dying everywhere and when you really take a hard look into vaccinations in the pharmaceutical industry it is a multi multi billion dollar business there's so much money and so much power and so much of it bleeds into other industries and it's there's so much control there but it all comes back to oh do you want children to die you know all right so years ago i was in rotary 
and I went through the full thing because I used Rotary as a way to force myself to be uncomfortable and be better at speaking in front of people and engaging because I've always had this inferiority complex. Well, Rotary's big push is polio. Eradicate polio. Do whatever you can to eradicate polio. And this would have been in 2008, 2009. It was down to about two countries and for very religious political reasons, it was hard to get the vaccines into that area. Do I think there's a vaccine for polio? Yes. Do I think we can get rid of it? Not necessarily. Because here's what finally pissed me off and caused me to step away from the whole thing. They kept saying, we've got it down to here, here, here. No, they kept redefining the definition of polio. (laughs) They kept calling it, no, 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 what you've got is a type of meningitis that, that, that expresses itself this way what we used to call polio. Now I get that different disease manifest themselves and can look very similar and you can break them up. But after a point, you're just working the numbers now. Mm-hmm. We're getting it down to there is no polio. Well, the stuff that people are, are you know, coming down with now is what they would have called polio in the 40s and 50s. It, it's, it's like you're just working the system for ego, for money. Oh, we're so close. Just We need another dollar. We just need another dollar to be able to fix this. And it, I, finally, I just had to step away. It's, like, it's just, it's all flawed. Well, that's, why, that's why COVID was so brilliant. You know, it's, you know, with 9-11, it was so many people got emboldened and patriotic. And then people started to figure shit out. And it, it worked well for a while, but then p- people got onto it. But with a, a pandemic, the way they're selling it, it's... It's for your safety. It's for well, see, your safety. I can safety. even see two it's sides of that. Safety. So if you look at the nationalism and the patriotism, that's a Republican type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's their agenda. Yep. Because once again, I'm not picking one or the other. I think they're all just a bunch of screwed up. But the liberal wants control and you must be subservient and attached to me and I will dictate to you what is given out and mm-hmm. here's your ration. So we had that period of time where Republicans were trying to push their agenda and it started to get from up from under them. Then they lost the election and now we're pushing. So we're us as just normal people are getting flipped between so many different agendas. It's like my head spinning. Well, uh, for what, me, what am I supposed to be afraid of? Today? I mean, I figured out, you know, before Trump, it was a Bush is a Clinton is an Obama. Yeah. They're all the, is, is a Johnson. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. And I'd given up on all of it, went total independent and then. You know, when we've talked about this, I think Trump is an outlier. Mm-hmm. I really do. And some people disagree with that. And if I'm proven wrong, so be it. But, yep. and I don't think even Trump thinks he's a Republican. I think he, he took advantage of what was, what he felt he could run on to well, win. Well, only two parties. So there's only two. And, yeah. and he thought he could appeal to that, uh, you know, the, the common man, the, you know, look at the red states. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a brilliant, brilliant plan the way he played it. And... If it goes back to, you know, Trump loses the election and now we have Biden, I don't care, you know, what Democrat wins the White House. And then four years later, if a Republican wins it again, I'm going to be skeptical, skeptical of all of them. Yeah. And I do think the whole Trump thing was an outlier situation that is a massive game changer and shit, man. It's, I think what you said is important to Houston, where you said there's wait, only, or said there's only two parties. And I mean, like, really, there the way our system is set up like i desperately want there to be more than just the two-party option Mm. but the way that the system is if you think that you're going to vote for a third party and they're going to win it's never going to never helping that one and and that's what like i mean and i'm telling you this as i'm registered independent like same kind of thing where 
Sure, I would love for there to be another option on things, Calvinist but party. it's just ne- right. <laughs> there's just, but there's just never going to be with how we're set up now. That's not going to be an option. All it does is split a vote to, towards one way, as it has always done historically. Well, let me go a step further. If you live in a state, or you know where you, I live in a state. <laughs> let me finish. State of confusion. Let me finish. If you live in a state where the leader or the the typical party that you know they swing the opposite of yours, your vote really doesn't it's count mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So, and, and I think even for me, so bring bring up the fun Christian stuff again. Is that like? I, I don't know. I have my own personal convictions on like having an alliance to necessarily a political party, right? To where that's why I'm independent. To where I vote based on the values that I believe to be correct, not based on just well, I'm a Republican, so I'm always going to vote Republican, or I'm a Democrat, so I'm always going to vote Democrat. That's just not my theory. I, I'm I'm going to vote on on things that I believe are morally correct and right. So, um. But but with that said, though, if if let's go back to Bush, who we've figured out is mm-hmm. a deep state piece of garbage. Sure. That's responsible for killing thousands of innocent people. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, you know, the typical Republican would run on we're we're pro-life, we're anti-abortion, mm-hmm. we're, you know, pro-constitutional rights, we're smaller government, more mm-hmm. personal freedom religious rights you know the the republicans would try to appeal to the evangelicals Mm -hmm. and and try to to play that card so i think the evangelicals the christians are are still going to be kind of snowed over by the republican party even even if it's a corrupt one yeah and that's i think that that is um i saw a post recently on facebook that was really good but it was talking about how you know there's a huge flaw in a lot of modern Christianity now that the Republican Party is a Christian party. And that is not the case. The The case is that, am I going to vote for Trump because of, of certain moral reasons? Yes, I'm, I'm going to. But I'm still not saying that I am a Republican. And Trump, it wouldn't be my first choice either of somebody to be in office necessarily. Um that's just my own my own personal thing. So at the same time, as Christians, um, biblically, you associate you associate yourself with Jesus Christ and Him alone. So everything else under that is, I, I'm now called to be someone who spreads the kingdom of of God in the earth, and that doesn't mean that I like <laughs> the Republican Party is not what's going to make that happen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for any any Christian or believer or or whatever religion you might be, if, if you you know wherever you fall, even if you know your Democratic Party and, and you believe that they push your beliefs better, that don't have so much faith in a party. Mm-hmm. You know whatever you do believe in, have more faith in that itself. It, it, it then more so than in the party because people are going to fail you. That you know, sure. <laughs> the, there there's nothing. Everything in life changes, and so this I, I see it all the time. So many believe in the evangelical circles. So many believers that want to just fall on, you know, the Republican Party yeah. being this. But can oh, you man. can you ever see a Democrat running pro life, pro Second Amendment, 
pro more personal freedoms, pro right. reduction of taxes. And, and, and so and so that's so that's the thing is that in this foreseeable right now, no, I, I don't see that. So I see why they do lean to that. Sure. But at the same time, I'm just saying that there's error in putting well, all still, your faith in it. It's still the less of two evils. All right. So trick question, two part for Caleb. First question: You have to pick somebody from Old Testament to be the president. Who would it be? Hold. <laughs> Second part. You are how old? Twenty. I'm twenty two years. Twenty two. How much faith do you have for the future? Go. All right. So one person to rule. I would say, I guess either a David or a Solomon as president. So you wouldn't you wouldn't put Jesus in as? You said Old Testament. Well, let's just, I'll, I'll even open it up further, but let's just say. I, I not, mean, if so, Jesus sorry, could yeah. be president, I mean, Jesus could be president, sure, but I mean, I never see that as being as, Jesus's agenda. Even would he in the come New across Testament. as like the ultimate liberal? Love that neighbor. Yeah, you think he would, or would he go old school? I mean, I don't think that he'd be necessarily conservative either. I think that Jesus, he himself is moderate. Yeah, is the ultimate like independent of I. I am myself, and I go by my own morals of what I've created to be moral. Right. So, so would he put in, you know, health care for everyone, public schools for everyone? Sure. Well, everyone. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you have to think that. I mean, Jesus's outlook on life would have been. He's not putting research into new weapons. His, his thoughts are going to go immediately back to garden mentality, and what I mean by that is what I originally created the world to be, anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but at the same time, Jesus didn't get involved in politics when he got when he got asked about anything governmental or like politics or whatever. You know, they they asked Jesus. They say. You know they're talking to him. Are you paying your taxes mm-hmm. to the Romans? To see, and he's and Jesus tells them, "Pay to Caesar what is Caesar's." Mm-hmm. It, it pretty much don't concern me with, with that, those with, the, so with those thoughts. It's right? Not, it's, yeah. I, I don't even concern myself with those things. So I don't even think that I could speak on the behalf yeah, of Jesus and, to when it comes to a political stance. So that's why. But when you said Old Testament, I'd say yeah, sorry, that was but, maybe an and, idiot. Then, and then hope for the foreseeable future. I mean, I always think I'm always on the optimistic I side. Can't, of but things. you can't you can't play the faith card on me. Right. Okay. So I mean, like, to- totally without the faith card, is that I think that if Trump wins this next election, I think that we're at least going to have another good four years. Mm-hmm. After that, I have no idea who we're going to throw into a, a Republican or a Democrat position again. I agree with Rob when a Bush is a Clinton is a you know yeah. it, it's all the exact same to me. I think that Trump. I genuinely do think that he is an outlier to where he's he's different, and I don't think that he can be controlled by these bigger companies yeah. or, or the deep state or things like that. And I think that that's why people don't like. That's him. why he's hated by everybody on both sides. All right, so, right. so question about I can look this up, but I'll just ask because I can't remember. If you're president, you can serve two consecutive terms. Mm-hmm. Could you take a four year break and then come back and run for the third time as long as you're not consecutive? Or are you done? I think you can only serve two times. You can only serve two times. Yeah, yeah you know, you can only serve twice. Okay, I couldn't remember how that works but because that I, would be I interesting. Think, <laughs> if you're young enough, Obama pops back in and goes, "Hey, I've been out of the game for a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious too to see if a lot of this too would be leading up even to a Mike Pence conditioning into presidency as well. I'd be, I'd be curious. Or one of the sons. Right, or one of Trump's sons, exactly. So I, I could definitely see Don Jr. Yeah. Which, if Don Jr. ran, depending on what his policies and things were, I mean, like, he would seem to me like somebody else that, I mean, would probably follow in his dad's footsteps mm-hmm. and, you know, wouldn't want to be 
controlled by others and that that was that's what's so crazy about Trump is that he's so he people couldn't control him so you never knew what he was going to say you never knew what he was going to do and yeah can he be crazy at times and do whatever sure 100% but we, kn- but we know for a fact it's going to be the rock Dwayne Johnson's going to be president and idiocracy is going to come I'm true. voting for Kanye West <laughs> come next presidential election. The Rock's going to win even put the rock bottom on everybody. I'm doing yeah. <laughs> On terrorists. And it's going to be the movie Idiocracy <laughs> in, in real life. Yeah. I'm doing a write-in for Jason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've gotten to Jason for president, I think it's time to sign off. We're an Amen. hour and 42 in. This can no one can your, listen to an hour and 42 minutes. Can <laughs> I be part of your cabinet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. We, we got to go. It's freaking Friday afternoon, and it's time to do stuff. Rob hurt his arm. I hurt He's my arm. He's being a little bit of a... You, you know, know what, though? The the liquid painkillers helped. I feel much better now. He just yeah. doesn't care about his arm. It still hurts. I don't care. Before we go, um, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. I noticed in one other podcast you were talking about Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um. I've recently seen a couple of her videos that I believe is a um, kind of has a, a lot of metaphors in it about how sure. she's controlled. And I want you, I want you guys to to watch it and then. Text oh, totally. Me in the and then there's later. some recent celebrities who are claiming yeah. to be pregnant who are not pregnant. Yeah. So, a couple of her videos, "Chain to the Rhythm," you've mm-hmm. got to watch that one. And you've got to watch um, "Wide Awake." Mm-hmm. And Justin Bieber's videos too. Recent. Right. Do the so, same thing, yeah. So her wide awake video is supposed to be about her divorce from Russell Brand, but I personally, the, if you if you really listen to the lyrics and watch the video at the same time, it it really, to me, was more. Yes, it's about her being controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a by lot of there's a lot of Britney. There's a that's why there's a huge huge hashtag free Britney going around right yes. now. But her speaking sister, of Russell Brand, but, I think he's a pretty woke guy. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think he was a little crazy, but I was listening mm-hmm. to I've been listening to his podcast recently and a few other things, and he really does have some good points on things that he likes to bring up. He and, did a podcast with Candace Owens. Okay, was, you can't really? get much more conservative than her. Uh huh. And it was fantastic. I've never seen a guy who does lean very liberal. Right. He was respectful. He was gracious. Probably on five different occasions, he was like, wow, I'd never really looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. And tell, told her when she made an excellent point and, you know, congratulated her on some of her ideas and said, you know, wow, that perspective is unique. I hadn't thought. I mean, I even I've, I never comment on YouTube videos. Right. I made a comment and I said, thank you, Russell, for listening to what she truly had to say, dissecting yeah. the information and giving credit where credit was due. This is the most refreshing thing I've watched in years. That was the same thing I was thinking when I was listening to. And I was, I was like, man, more people need to be like this on their whatever it is, radios, podcasts, on, on TV, things to where. Again, we're so one-sided and and thought are we? on something. We are to right, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you have somebody like a Russell Brand who comes and like he. I think in a lot of his stuff, he genuinely tries to see everybody's side of the story, whether he takes that to heart or not. That that's his own thing, but, but he listening. opens it up for his listeners to be able to not feel so one-sided. Yeah, on and he kind of says, you know, here's the here's the perspective. 
what do you think? You make the call. You decide. Right. And I, I think that's the way it should now, be. Which I hope is what we try to do here, which is what we said before. No, we do don't do that own, a bit. Do I your own like, research on things. No, but you don't agree with us, you you're a freaking idiot. Think, sir. Yeah. I feel like Rob's very open. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 there's I'm not open. even a door. It's like a curtain over an opening. <laughs> you know, what are those back. doorways that just spin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm that. Go either way. Yeah. yeah, I'll go either way. With his gay porn. Yeah. Me and Uncle Vermont. We did cover a wide array, and we actually had a topic this time. Yeah, Sunday afternoons with Uncle Vermont. That's always a good time. Thank Jason for bringing a great 9-11 topic yeah, today. Yeah, good job. I was, thank you, Jason. I was good passionate job. about that. See? Well, Man, can, it was awesome. Can I'm we stop you... doing this now? Can we stop? The, po- the podcast? Can what are you talking about? Like, for, for today, forever. these poor people have been subjected to an hour and 46 of this. You know, they have the freedom of choice. No matter what Caleb says, they can walk away anytime. Well, that's, that's what right. I'm going to say. But Matt. But Jesus knows if they will. <laughs> that's true. He would. <laughs> Matt is still sitting here. That's yeah. all I got to say. He came in halfway through, and he's still, he ain't got to left. He's just waiting for his flight. Or Matt, <laughs> I don't have shit to do until I fly later. <laughs> he's waiting for a ride to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all taking me to the airport. He's having his Card detailed. <laughs> well, Matt, whether you bring alcohol or not, come back anytime. Absolutely. I don't care for what sure. these guys say. You know. I may not be able to be back on, but thank you guys for having me. And I love you, Bradley Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode seven's in the books. Now go do something meaningful with your life. Stop did, listening to us. Did you know at the house, I actually have a face print out of Bradley that Damn. I have to wear around the house now Deep with state. the little eye holes cut out. Deep just to make happy. <laughs>